Welcome to 31 Days of Worldview Wisdom, a Disciple Nations Alliance podcast with Arturo Cuba. Arturo is among the earliest and most influential trainers of the Disciple Nations Alliance. In this audio series, he talks about his highly practical teaching and examples of transformation. In this second episode, he shares more about what this biblical worldview idea has taught him and how it has impacted him and others. I will try to say some things in advance about what this uh, worldview, uh, biblical worldview idea has taught me. The first thing is that I never thought that what the Bible uh, was teaching about following God's word or a right faith can produce biblical prosperity and I'm not saying just prosperity in terms of money or riches like that but biblical prosperity that's something we in a Latin American background that we don't understand because in our Catholic background we sometimes praise poverty spiritual poverty like St. Francis and they said, if you are a believer and if you love God, you have to leave everything aside and you have to take a life of poverty to be in solidarity with the poor and things like that. So we never think in terms of prosperity. And if you read the Bible, everything you do right will articulate life the right way, the way God wanted. And this is not easy to, to think about. Honestly, it needs a lot to learn and to see it in, in life in practical ways. But thanks God, I learned this while I was working with Food for the Hungry. Food for the Hungry works with poor people, and we wanted to have a perspective to help poor people in the rural areas. And of course, it has to relate to prosperity, some kind of prosperity. And it was amazing, no? because Talking about biblical prosperity, for instance, we were working with indigenous people, and in those little villages, you could see that education was very, very, very low. And when you think about biblical prosperity, education is one of the first things that comes up. It's not just making income improvement or things like that, because many people, when they see poor people, they immediately think they need money. They need a better income. They need a business. That's what we think in the Western side of the world, but that's not true. And probably the grace of God will take you from a different road. And that happened to us with the education projects we had there. We began to share with them some principles about that. I remember these kids in our education project and we share with them a, a principle that is foreign for them probably but they got the idea it was God has a plan for my community and I am part of that plan I don't know how it became kind of a magical phrase God has a plan so he put many things together I'm not studying just because they say it's good it's because God has a plan and one of the things that we wanted them to do is because there were no Pakamchi teachers in those um, villages. We wanted those villages to be a mission field for, for Christians, teachers of, of their own. So they took that very nicely, and, and that was like a leading idea that they follow. And 
it was really exciting to see them finishing primary school and then high school and all the parents saw for the first time a whole generation of, of kids graduating from high school and that was incredible. And that was just a very simple idea. God has a plan for me. I know that many of them now are teachers in their own communities and they are teaching children about what God wants for them. So this was the work of the whole staff of Food for the Hungry. Understanding the gospel in a different way, the first challenge is how you share this with the people that work with you. The first thing is not how I can go to teach other people who need this as, as a beneficiary, but how can I share this with my own colleagues? And uh, it was a whole challenge. But once they got the idea, and I'm going to tell you more about that a little bit later, it became really exciting. I don't know, but what I saw was the grace of God working in that direction. And it was amazing. It was not just the idea. You can have the right idea, but when you see God working with that, it produces an amazing thing that you, you couldn't do otherwise. This is not that you just convince people. Is God working in their hearts and minds of people? So one of the first things is that we never use that equation. You obey God's word, and then biblical prosperity has to be produced. It has to be. It's not that if you want, because that's what the Bible says. You obey these things that I'm commending to you, and you will. And many blessings are mentioned in the Bible, and that's true. It has to be produced. What I'm saying is the right faith will necessarily produce biblical prosperity. So working with that idea, it gave us a different perception of what the gospel was. But it is hard to convince people that it's not money. It's not that you get rich because you obey God. Not necessarily. Not in those terms. Because God heals your family. God bless your, your children. God bless your business. God bless your wife. God bless you, changes you, gives you a new light for life. And those things produce even more social benefit, not only individual benefit. That was uh, one of the things that was a, a very interesting thing to think about. And today I try to people to understand that. Don't be concerned about money. You just do what the Lord is telling you. If you are doing it this way, Biblical prosperity will be produced. Maybe you won't see many things today, but your children will. Most of the time we do many things. We plan, for instance, uh, evangelistic campaigns and many things that we can do at church. And in some of them, God is there and some He is not, you know. But in this case, it was beautiful because we could see God changing hearts and minds. And it's like the power of truth. The power of truth is God's grace when you follow it. So, as I told you, we don't understand this in, in a Latin American background. But those of us who work on that, we need to train our minds on this. We have to get convinced about this, that following a biblical worldview will produce biblical prosperity. And you have to define that very clearly. It's, it's something that you cannot say, well, if it happens, it's fine. If it doesn't, no, it's not. Because God blessed man at the beginning and said, be fruitful, fill the earth. And a blessing means that he's going to prosper him. He will be with him. It never ended. 
There is not a point in history when God changed his mind. He, he's still interested in us being prospered, but according to his truth. And the other thing is that in this biblical worldview learning, one of the things that impacted us very much is that it was taught through the idea of principles. I don't know how to explain it very well, but it helped us to see many things that can be applied in life in a very simple idea of principles. And uh, I don't know exactly why we did it that way, but maybe because uh, that was the... Um, well, Darrow taught us about principles, but uh, we found it in a, in a Bible study that he made, and it worked incredibly. And I, I think that this idea of um, biblical principles need to be seen more seriously. I can give you some examples. When we study God's Word, we probably follow the typical theological way. But Daryl shared with us an interesting view of it. You know, it's, it was based on principles that are more aligned to a philosophical description of reality, but using the Bible. You know, for instance, a man has dominion over nature. That's something I never heard in the, in the Bible school. Man has dominion over nature. And even the, the name sound funny to me at the beginning. But it reminds you how God has organized universe. And if you go to a rural areas, you're going to see that man has no dominion over nature. Nature has dominion over man. If you see they have all sorts of diseases, disorganized houses, uh, dirt is everywhere, and uh, they don't know how to raise their animals, uh, they don't know how to plant some seeds or some specific things. If you go to a house and you see all those things, you think that they need only technical training about how to clean your house, but no, that, that's not true. In my opinion, what they need to understand is how God organized the universe. And he said, look, you have to have dominion over nature. That means dominion over animals, over, you know, your natural situation. Because if you don't, you're going to suffer. Again, we come back to the biblical prosperity. The biblical prosperity means I don't get sick because I do all the right things. But why? Because I am I'm in command. God told me to do it. That's the story of the rats in, in Guatemala that they like very much. You know, the, the Pacomchi is a very behind tribe of people and they live only out of corn. That's amazing. And they are very bad in planting corn. You know, they, they don't do math, but sometimes, and most of the time, they spend more money planting corn than getting anything out of the harvest. They don't, they don't do math. I remember I had to use a blackboard and to make drawings like uh, sacks of corn, how many you get out of uh, the money you invest. And they got amazed to realize that they had invested more money planting than sowing corn. But, you know, besides that, in order to use the corn, you need to get it dry. So they live in a shack, only one room, and they had some kind of sticks on the roof and they cooked an open fire inside the room. That was incredible. And they put all the corn that they have harvested on top. They thought that it gets dry because of the fire, you know. 
And the problem was that rats and all these type of animals and plagues, they, they just immediately went to the roof and <laughs> ate all the food. Besides that, they suffered the loss of at least 50%, sometimes more. It was just amazing. And there was this organization from Switzerland, I think it was something like that. And they've been working with this technology to help them to, to dry the corn and to preserve it. And they were successful in many places of the country, but they never were able to convince them to use their technology. It was a very simple thing. So they knew about us, that we work in that area, and said, look, you work with these people, and you know them, and maybe you can convince them to use this technology. So they shared with us that technology, and, and we tried that, and it didn't work again. And then we said, well, we have to do something else. So I invited a group of people from a community. I decided to look for the more open community, and we had a meeting, and then and I said, where we were talking about this technology, and I said, look, I'm going to share a story with you. And I told them something like, I am a Pocomchi man, and on the other hand, there is a rat, and I was uh, making both characters. And I said, a Pocomchi man, he wakes up early, he takes all his tools, and he goes walking long distance to go to his piece of land where he works. But the rat is sleeping. And, but, I'm sorry, first I read in the Bible, and I said the Bible says God told man that um, he has to take dominion over nature. So in the Guatemalan language I said, who, well, the little, little translations it says, who commands. That's how the Guatemalan understand who is in charge. You know? And I said, who's in charge, according to the Bible, men or animals? And they said, man. Okay, and then I began the story of the Pocomchi that wakes up very early, takes his tools and goes walking while the rat is sleeping. And I said, who commands? Man. Okay, then man starts working hard during the whole day. He's hungry, but he has to finish his work. And But the rat is sleeping. And I said, who commands? And they said, man. Okay, and then man, he plants his seeds, and he comes every day to take care of that. No animals walking around, or and who commands? While the rat is sleeping, and they, they, man, but little by little they notice this, the idea, and like you, they began to laugh. And at the end, the end of the story, the rat was hungry, you know, just saying, it's my time to eat, and then the pocomchi comes with his sack of corn, and when I was at that point, they were just laughing. And then man comes and, and serves the rat, and I said, and who commands? And they were just laughing. But it was a so simple idea. So you could say they must know it. And we take for granted that people know things, so simple things. And they were just laughing and laughing. Next day, everybody was using that uh, new technology of uh, drying corn and uh, storaging corn. And then from that community, it, well, because they shared that with other communities and uh, everybody was using it. But the, I, I got amazed that it was so simple. It was just a simple story. And that was the grace of God, how he convinced people that that was the right thing to do. They, they knew 
and one of them told me, can you come um, next week, the same hour? And I said, why? Because there is another community on the other side of the hill, and I want to invite them to come and hear this. This is amazing. It's a simple story. But if we take principles, like uh, man has dominion over nature, you can use it for everything. Wash your hands or whatever technology you want to share with them. It needs a philosophical idea that may become part of their worldview, but it is biblical. So we probably don't notice that in our own lives. We are clean. We try to be careful with our food and things like that. Have you noticed that? Maybe it's down there somewhere, but we never talk about that. But it came from the Bible, and it's still there. And if you use it in the right way, it can do amazing things instead of spending much time with technological things or making expensive projects. Thank you for listening. Here is a question you might want to ponder. Arturo introduces the concept of God promising biblical prosperity, and yet he says it's not about money. What then do you think this phrase, biblical prosperity, means? What does it include? Thank you again for listening. In the next episode, Arturo will explain how a country can be largely Christian and yet poor and violent, 